Steve here. Welcome to Real Health. Yes, Real Health. Imagine, imagine. Oh, you know, what you're saying sounds fine, but, you know, my doctor, they're treating me well. They're lovely. And, uh, and then, you know, you look at the mirror, you're a size 16, or a size 44 large, you may have uh, a bit of a dicky ticker, you may be going grey and wrinkly, you may have some autoimmune issue, your sight is failing, you got bowel issues or skin issues, each to their own you say, it's genetic, my issues are genetic, my doctor says so, oh my god, barely a year ago when I started on my uh, longevity thing, well, it's not a thing, it's going to be there uh, forever, um, someone that's been doing a particular regime for a year, you know, has, uh, has built up quite a bit of um, credibility, like if you go on a health kick for a few months and you know, you're, you're craving junk food and you know, you fall off the wagon and you have cheat days and all that sort of thing, well, your prospects, your propensity to uh, get to your old ways of gaining weight and becoming chronically unwell, uh, unwell uh, is pretty much baked in the cake. Uh, desperate measures, desperate times equals desperate measures, uh, desperate health stakes, uh, needs to rethink. And if you're thinking on the same lines as the same insanity of the last century, um, calories in versus calories out, yes, that makes uh, sense for the very short and intermediate term. But longer intermediate to longer term, nah. Um, your weight management issues will continue. For many, it continues for their life. For me, it was for my life until I knocked it. Knocked it on its head. And uh, that's way, way behind me. And um, you know, for me to be as lean and mean as I, as I am at the moment, I had to put in pretty much a full-time job of um, doing triathlon training back in the day to, to keep this sort of physique. And now, now, I'm pretty much sedentary. And you know, you could say that I'm not sedentary because, oh my goodness, I lift, um, I lift weights. Well, you know, if you count 90 seconds per day as um, as a as a gym gym regime and that sort of thing, well, you know, your head needs to be read even more than uh, the whole discipline, you need to focus, you need to exercise and eat right, never mind, even the eat right has been wrong for a century, eat less fat, eat whole grains, eat more fruit and veg. That same insanity is making us 
fatter and more unwell. And if you think that we're getting fatter and more unwell because of genetics, your general practitioner, your MD, your emergency physician, any mainstream healthcare professional saying, oh, it runs in the family, we can manage, manage your health issues, just take this pill, have this treatment, oh my God. How ridiculous is that insanity? Expecting health by doing the wrong shit for a century is insane. Oh, um, your diabetes, your weight issues, your hypertension is genetic. How about uh, why why didn't... um, Western people of a century ago had the same issues. They were starting to have issues. They were starting to. And guess what? From this moment on, if we don't change our ways, it's going to get worse. And no matter how many trillions go into genetic therapy and research and development, it will not work because you are focusing on the wrong deal, the wrong methodology, the wrong hypothesis, the wrong even first principles. Oh, science is about rationalism and raw data and evaluating your senses. Well, if you can't even trust your senses, well, I can't help you. I I, I can't. I can't. Um, I'm trying with with this podcast series I'm bloody trying so leading into uh, the subject matter the theme the the range topic the the gimmick or whatever you want to bloody call um, the these uh, titles of these these episodes today's title uh, gee I bloody the actual title it's it's <laughs> it's gone pretty much uh what's allowed uh, the reason uh the information the health information which is allowed the reason why we got to this point in mainstream health in a nutshell uh, the exact title it, it, it's ex- escaped me because i've had a few goes at today's title actually so uh, excuse me for that unpreparedness i'm pretty unprepared but that's Damn unprepared when you don't know the title, but yeah, the title's there, and you know I've I'm close, right? So imagine uh, when we started to record things, like we had uh, we came up with alphabets and numbers, and we started to record record things, and uh, we had rulers up until yeah, the current day. And certain philosophies, never mind uh, how profound they were, there was profound philosophies before uh, theism, monotheism, Christianity, uh, 
general religion, uh, Muslim world, Hindus, all that sort of thing, right? There was profound philosophy out there and profound thoughts on knowledge ever since pretty much uh, Greek times when it escalated. I guess it escalated around uh, Greek times uh, with uh, uh, Socrates, I guess. And um, we've only got anecdotes on Socrates. He never wrote things down. He was pretty much uh, one of those brilliant guys that pretty much begged uh, for a feed. Like, hey, let's talk philosophy. Um, Could you buy me some breakfast? And uh, I'll give you some philosophy. And there was some takers. That's all Socrates was. And we look at Socrates as this, wow, you know. Uh, so he had a uh, some, some of Socrates or most of Socrates um, well let's say all of Socrates was uh, pretty much put down on paper by Plato so this whole Socrates, Plato and Aristotle thing uh, they're all they all knew each other as in uh, Socrates uh, taught a few concepts to Plato Plato was uh, then wrote things down, formalized his thoughts, and Aristotle was a student of Plato, and one of the notable uh, students of Aristotle was Alexander the Great, so there was no no other real <coughs> students that, that came out to, uh, to be another, like, to continue the uh, tradition, because mainly, I guess, uh, yeah, the Greek philosophical tradition was starting to die off uh, together with uh, Greek society. And that's a whole Robert Warren to um, consider. But um, And yes, even health, allopathic medicine has its origin with Hippocrates. And you know, we all know the, the old uh, first do no harm oath that, uh, that doctors swear by and you know there's a uh, you know even though they harm us with uh, side effects and death from surgeries and that sort of thing oh there's a cost benefit analysis and gee I'll tell you what the the cost the cost uh, sometimes far outweighs the, the benefits but that's all we got no no that's not all we got. What we do have is uh, real nailed down truths about nutrition. Even Hippocrates advocated for nutrition. Let food be by the <laughs> be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. That sort of comment came out of his utterings. And, uh, you know, we, even with that um, uttering, uh, it's probably better now, but, you know, allopathic medicine, um, when a doctor goes through medical school, uh, they barely spend um, a few days or hours on nutrition. Because, you know, nutrition, it's got to be clean, it's got to be, you know, even better when it's organic. But, uh, 
you know, the five food groups um, back in the day, but now it's just, uh, it's all over the place. It, there's, there's a whole vegan, uh, vegetarian, carnivore, keto complex. There was um, Pritikin diet in, in the past decades, and uh, the Okinawan diet, and the Mediterranean diet, and all that sort of thing. Uh, there's a few guidelines out there in you know, the allopathic medical model, the mainstream healthcare complex, um, whole grains, fruit and vegetable, lean proteins, low cholesterol intake, low saturated fat intake. The uh, saturated fat part and eggs is shifting a little bit and we don't even need one death at a time in the scientific uh, culture, the complex, the academia to, to have that progress because it is progressing a little bit at a time, but uh, progressing at this pace to get to the point where I am, what I am advocating here, the 44 with a twist of dairy and egg, yes, this is the time where I mention what I'm advocating here. The first four of the 44, the 40, is uh, eliminating the four food categories which hamper our absorption of the micronutrients that we require, the micronutrients, which is the second four of the 44, the four. So the 40 is uh, eliminating the lucerne, oils, sugars, and nitrates, nitrites. There's, uh, that I can extend on that part, but this is just a quick sh uh, chassis of what we need to consider. Just quickly on the gluten part, gluten includes wheat, barley, rye, and oats. Those people that are saying this is a gluten-free product and it has oats in it, nah, no. So that's a main one that I need to uh, uh, trounce on, uh, pounce on today, okay? So that's the food, four food categories to eliminate. They are easy to eliminate because yes, we have relationships with those uh, food categories when it comes to fried food and cakes and chips and biscuits and the whole junk food complex. By adding the second four, the 44, the four, the adding the four micronutrient uh, categories, the uh, 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two essential fatty acids, that's when your health and your weight, um, let's face it, um, a lot of our health is uh, vanity driven. So yes, your weight will be controlled by doing the 44. So by supplementing with those four food, uh, four micronutrient categories and eliminating the first four, the 44, the 40, the uh, those four food categories, right? The conclusion, uh, oils, sugars, nitrates, nitrites, you, then build up this chassis, the car frame, to uh, to improve your health and your weight. And that goes on like a turbo boost if you up the dairy, which I advocate, and eggs. Cholesterol, which is very important for our hormone brain and hormone health. Once our brain and hormone health is uh, in check, improved, healthy, robust, then the rest of your life will follow. And that certainly happened with me.
you know, I, I, I do flog the uh, the longevity products with, um, with with the link on the show notes. You know, uh, if uh, this any of this resonates with you, um, please consider the link that's on the show notes because I'll get I'll be getting at least one percent of what you spend. Um, please honour uh, where some of these concepts are coming from. So that's my plea in that respect. And I only earn a few bucks a week on that, and I'm not going to retire on this shit. Um, I've got other other things happening uh, which I, sh- I shouldn't be uh, disclosing, and uh, my my health and wealth now is uh, has picked up greatly, uh, especially the wealth part is picking up greatly now um, because. Guess what? My motivation with uh, my hormones, perhaps, <laughs> and uh, my mental health is very focused. Um, Hormone-wise, I'm uh, competitive, and uh, I'm back to uh, you know the, the whole six-figure income type thing. So I'm pleased with that, and I want that sort of uh, opportunity to be available for everyone as well. So. The whole idea of the 44 with the twist of dairy and egg is to improve your health and weight and your brain and health function to maybe then improve your whole life. Imagine that. Imagine that. And if you've got some mental health issues right now and uh, you're just not motivated, which is, uh, for, especially for, for gents, is a, a hormone thing, well, pick up your cholesterol, your saturated fat intake, especially your eggs, and you'll find that things will pick up, if you know what I mean. I know. (laughs) So that's my advocacy with that for the rest of your life. Not just your health, but all of your life will be improved. I can't guarantee it in the, the short term, but the intermediate and longer term the propensity will certain, certainly be there and it certainly paid off for me. The health picked up and now the, the life and, and wealth is picking up as well. So, back to some of the, um, excuse me, um, some of the uh, theme that I was on about for today's episode. Um, only certain profound philosophical ideas and knowledge are allowed to propagate because the powers that that be allow it or disallow it and I'll tell you what there's a lot of disallowed stuff which is very profound out there and this is just one of them and the sort of uh, talented um, naysayers of they like to challenge anything that challenges the mainstream healthcare complex, the allopathic medical model. There's a reason why the allopathic medical model is the is considered the go-to, the, the only medical model. Many people can't envisage or imagine that there's other healthcare models out there, other healthcare treatments, regimes, um, cures, treatments, um, 
preventions more accurately I'd like to get at yes preventions which, which is the whole supplementing because um, without supplementing in this day and age uh, basically uh, you can't get what we need from our food any any longer it used to be the case a century ago and it's getting worse and worse and yes I've, um, I've flogged that like uh, I've flogged that dead horse many a time uh, in this series but uh, just a quick mention there um, soil depletion is the main factor there so please consider reading up on soil depletion um, hopefully the sources that you do uncover uh, are credible enough because um, you know, if it's anything on Google uh, it's a touch and go but anyway um, the whole nutrition yes there are um, elements and thoughts and themes theories and hypothesis on nutrition that are that are given airtime um, in our culture on social media in treatments and uh, preventions and advocacy but uh, only very very few um, are given airtime which are profound and beneficial to us what is so profound and the granddaddy the mother all that we have at the moment is what I'm advocating here okay and because it challenges the uh, the reputations most most likely the status second likely and the incomes third likely but all of them can be lumped into one <laughs> if you know what I mean uh, what I'm advocating here will be thought of um, propagated as communicated as demean, de demonized as misinformation misguided lacking credentials even though uh, the, the credentials where I do subscribe to are Dr. Joel Wallach uh, the driving force behind the methodology um, yes he's not the epitome of uh, health in looks but anyone that reaches uh, the the heights, the vintage of octogenarian, um, in very good shape, very active. Um, there's something uh, to be taken from that. Okay, so I wish I was uh, 83, 103, or 133, and say I told you idiots told you guys half a century ago that, that sort of thing yeah fair enough it's only a year one year in that I've what I've been doing I started uh, broadcasting or you know putting out podcasts pretty much from day dot when I started this I was a fat guy um, trying to sell a dive book type thing in in the early days but uh, yeah then uh, you know, six months, nine months, a year later, uh, you could see my health, my health, my uh, my weight just um, improve out of sight. And uh, to be, you know, twelve months ago when I started on 
on this regime and now formalising it and advocating it to the rest of the world, um, I'm not uh, even close to falling off any wagon. It's fairly easy when you grasp it, you get it, and you embrace it. It's 44, the twist of dairy and egg. If you don't embrace the dairy and egg because it's just so appalling, just so it's not appetizing enough, it's you know, because the front page of Google is all about avoiding dairy, lactose intolerance, dairy is bad, the vegans are on, you know, the whole dairy is bad, yeah, I, I get it, the vegans, I get it, I get it, but uh, if you want uh, longevity, health, and to be, and there's a lot of fat vegans and vegetarians out there, don't you worry about that, anyway, uh, if you really want your health to pick up, better consider the the dairy thing dairy and eggs uh, eggs probably uh, in, in certain ways more important than the dairy but dairy very important okay very very important for for, uh, for the whole protein intake and saturated fats so What's allowed to propagate as um, health, knowledge, culture, uh, treatment, um, health, uh, prophylactics, uh, you know, I can't think of the word, prevention, there you go. Uh, It's just the same as uh, Christianity. The reason why Christianity um, or monotheism was given a go because the powers of be, let it, let it happen. If if, uh, if the emperors at the time or the kings at the time uh, didn't allow monotheism, the Christianity, uh, Islam, it wouldn't be a thing. Wouldn't be a thing. Uh, the whole Christ thing happened because it was uh, it wasn't allowed to propagate, and then. At some point, uh, you know, the whole idea, the whole philosophy, the whole ethics of um, sacrifice and compromise started to make sense for the powers, powers of be, and then, ooh, Christianity became a thing. Christianity became the worship of Roman emperors, for goodness sake. And, yeah, that, you know, that continues um, now and uh, yes I'm a churchgoer um, I'm a member of a parish um, my life's improved since I you know, uh, came back to the church I was uh, baptised um, an orthodox and you know, that sort of thing I was uh, off that wagon for many a decade and I'm on that wagon again uh, my relationship uh, with um, with my faith is complex, more complex than, than the other Christians out there, but um, that could be another uh, discussion somewhere else or another episode, but this is about health. But uh, some some disclosure is uh, sometimes um, important for, uh, you know, for context and that sort of thing. So...
what sometimes is not allowed to flourish as um, as profound wisdom, philosophy, science, health, is because some of the the powers that be don't want it. Don't want it because it's going to impact on their reputation, status, wealth. I do subscribe to uh, Dr. Shiva Ayodhuri's, um summation um, synthesis of uh, the, the mainstream healthcare complex, the, the whole corporate and government complex of health. Um, he's, done, he's done a very good episode on Stefan Molyneux's uh, show, uh, Free Domain. Uh, about a year ago now that was very profound Um, it influenced a lot of my thoughts on uh, mainstream health Um, it it kept me on the whole anti-vax bandwagon there for a while until I came up with that uh, there's a whole episode on um, a new vax category you know the whole pro-vax and anti-vax thing well I've got AVAX vax vaccines don't Aid or harm us. They're just this benign thing that we that we play play God with. So that's just a, a quick a quick mention. There's a whole episode on that. So just um, do a search on that if you wanted to have a, a listen for specifics. So yes, uh, Shiva Ayodhuri's, um synthesis was quite profound. Where uh, this whole new vaccine push for uh, two hundred. Uh, vaccines to be thrust upon us. Um, is that 200 vaccines in total for a lifetime or 200 different vaccines? But yeah, there, there's a plan out there where you know, the pharmaceuticals are trying to um, regain some of their business model from the 70s and 80s where yeah, a few, few drugs made the scene and they made the pharmaceuticals a ton of money, particularly the things that you know the steroidal type stuff the uh, antibiotics the uh, some of the mental health drugs the any the uh, um, antidepressants um, the cholesterol drugs which pretty much invented uh, Alzheimer's right there's a whole few episodes on that subject matter Digestion meds, did I mention that? Yeah, uh, so a few of those particular types of medications made uh, quite a bit of money for the pharmaceuticals and they wanted to, for that to continue and uh, their business model is pretty much uh, tanking. This is all Shiva, I, I do raise uh, synthesis but uh, it's quite profound that I'm subscribing to it. Um, I, I can see that these patterns um, in place and uh, and Vaccines, the whole uptick in vaccine um, mandate talk and uh, advocacy and um, investment and marketing is uh, to yeah to fix up the pharmaceutical industry, which is which has pretty much been losing money since the late eighties. Their whole 
up to 20 years of um, yeah, medication development uh, model, their whole funding, their whole uh, uh, raising money thing in the with their with their stock with their um, stock cycle. Um, yeah, it's tanking, and um, so if you bring in uh, vaccines. Which, which are neither here or there regarding uh, benefits. You know, that some of the anti-vaxxers will jump onto the whole, you know, measles was pretty much eradicated. Yeah, yeah, it, it was um, before the first vaccine, mandated vaccine started coming in into schools. Smallpox, yeah, we eradicated it, but guess what? Even without populations um, getting vaccinated, uh, it was on its way out anyway. That's uh, certainly a pattern that was there polio same sort of thing it, it was on its way out and uh, you know, they tried to prove the transmission of um, polio by you know, injecting it into apes uh, br- uh, brains and when that didn't work they cracked uh, their brains open and put you know half a litre of pus in each, each other's uh, monkey brains and that's how they proved that polio was transmissible yeah, it's uh, yeah, some of the stories you, you come across. Like, did that really happen? Um, maybe, maybe. So, yeah, the same sort of, uh, I guess, people of, um, we're, we're scared about smallpox and polio and measles, right? With those examples, there's plenty, plenty others which we tried to have uh, vaccines for but um, you know it's becoming sketchy um, the whole vaccine push uh, the efficacy of vaccines I don't blame the anti-vax movement for, for jumping on um, you know, well, why are you pushing this COVID vaccine when it's you know, you're still going to get infections and that sort of thing and it's just the whole methodology of um, inoculation of vaccines is out of whack with this whole uh, RNA, D- you know, DNA type te- technology, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's quite weird the direction the uh, pharmaceuticals are going. I really do believe it's a uh, it's an effort to uh, revitalise uh, the whole pharmaceutical industry uh, to get around the whole. testing uh, you know the medicine development complex the um, the phase one phase two phase three um, trials and all that sort of thing and then live human trials and all that sort of thing um, that's pretty much been eradicated because you know vaccines uh, aren't classified as medicines they're classified as biologics. Uh, that's one thing that that was really profound and makes sense, and that's the, one of the reasons why um, you know the COVID vaccine can get uh, such emergency approvals is because yeah, it's, it's a biologic. It's uh, it's not a medicine. It doesn't need uh, you know, 13 years of trials. 
So, you know, what the allopathic medical model is very good at is advocating for their um, credentials. The allopathic model has had centuries of successful, successful um, intervention, um, uh, successful, uh, what's a better word, successful attacks, successful challenges uh, to to their uh, constant challenge, challenges, um, you know, osteopaths and uh, naturopaths, chiropractics, chiropractics, and you know, all the other allied health type disciplines. Um, allopathic medicine is very adept at the um, heuristics uh, one, one of the things I guess uh, they're, um, they're demonizing um, capabilities are quite adept quite developed and that's why the allopathic medical model which is the mainstream healthcare complex um, we, we just think you know the mainstream healthcare model is just like uh, it's just like the sun coming up in the, in the morning. It's always been like, like that. You know, some of the anti-vax crowd uh, are more aware than you know, some of the pro-vax and the people that advocate. Um, oh, thank you, um, President. Thank you, Premier. Thank you, Prime Minister, for for saving us. You know, for these lockdowns, uh, those sort of people. Uh, Yeah, basically, um, you know, I'm just in a bit of traffic at the moment and uh, that's why there's a few gaps in my fluidness. But um, basically, with that talent um, of demonising your competition, um, it's not going to die away uh, all of a sudden because they're talented at it. And their talents are demonising uh, you know, what I'm trying to advocate, uh, nutrition. Not just eating right and whatever that means. Uh, eating right to the mainstream means uh, eating um, you know, uh, grains and a lot of fruit and veg. And, you know, that's not, I've said it many a time on these podcasts that um, that's not the way to go. If, if you want to live longer and um, lose weight and be healthier, no, certainly not. It's um, it's the chassis I'm trying to advocate here. Uh, the whole 44 with the twist of dairy and egg. So, yeah, they, they've got uh, snippets of eating right. Yes, eating right. Well, it's not actually eating right. It um, just feels right for you guys. And uh, it feels right to uh, take a pill, take a pharmaceutical and to um, alleviate symptoms. Um, never, There's never a cure. The only cures that have ever sort of happened in um, mainstream healthcare is, you know, uh, parasitic and antibacterial things like antibiotics, pretty much uh, since since um, you know, the 30s, I guess, but accelerated into the 50s. And uh, because many lives were saved with the IV therapy, um, antibiotics, and that sort of thing, um, yeah. Uh, I don't blame the allopathic medical model for um, you know being on this um, on this path. 
but uh, what I'm trying to advocate is um, it's not going to stick for a long while. We've got to, you know, it's going to be 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years before we realise that our soil, deplet soil depletion is uh, causing our um, obesity, chronic health problems and um, it seemed to be realised, it's already happening, but it seemed to be actually realised, uh, lower life expectancies. Um, only then may, may uh, the allopathic medical model start dying off one funeral at a time, accompanied by scientists which also subscribe to the mainstream healthcare complex, the allopathic medical model. students going through medical school now and the aspirations of uh, those in high school even um, it's all a, a status and income and uh, you know to be to be an MD and um, and they're going to toe the line and the line is surgery and pharmaceuticals with some thoughts or um, some uh, uh, what's another word to perhaps some um, uh, feelings um, of you know you better be eating right um, yeah we've got probably centuries probably centuries to go and um I can get access, continue getting access to all my uh, nutrients, nutrition-wise, uh, for as long as I can. Well, I have a conviction, just like I had that, my conviction a year ago, that I'll lose a lot of weight and I'll be healthier, and, and it happened because that's the conviction I had. Um, everything made sense. It all got handed to me in my lap, and I took that. I ran with it. And I want everybody else to run with it too. But it's not going to be mainstream, if ever. But uh, at least give yourself a chance. What can I say? Um, I really want people to, to benefit. Um, I, most shows I just sort of go on this sort of particular mood uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah. So, because I'm running out of steam, I'm going to um, wrap it up. Um, so, certain credentialing and information and uh, that sort of thing is only allowed because the powers that be allow it. So, that's the moral of today's um, episode. And because what I'm trying to advocate really threatens really threat it doesn't just threaten it, it, it fucks them up okay it, it, it totally stuffs up uh, the mainstream healthcare complex um, in what they can do and uh, for what, what I'm advocating um, will totally totally lose their careers and their income stream and uh, they're not going to uh, abandon that I wouldn't abandon it I don't blame them I don't blame them I don't blame uh, doctors and allied health in the mainstream at all I used to work in the mainstream, 
I used to, you know, I was in mental health, and uh, when when I used to hear a few explanations go towards the patients, like, oh, you just got a chemical imbalance, and these medications will help you um, in a roundabout way. Uh, that's pretty much all that was given to the patients because you know patients are treated as low IQ shits in um, most healthcare settings and. Um, and yeah, well, chemical imbalance. Let's explore this. And you know, I explored it, and uh, it was just another one of those um, mainstream healthcare complex uh, sort of um, concepts, sayings, uh, diatribe type um, one-off comments to keep people in check. And uh, if you go down into investigating that whole concept of oh, chemical imbalance um, there's nothing there there's nothing there it just sounds right and a lot of mainstream healthcare sounds right it feels good it resonates with most people and that's why it's the go-to for now or probably forever that, that we'll know of um, and I wish I could be 103 right now just saying I told you guys but it's only one year in but it's also a good effort that uh, saying one year ago when I was 60 plus kilograms heavier with half a dozen uh, chronic diseases at play the whole metabolic complex plus others um, with a statistical statistical uh, lifespan of only another 15 years so I was going to die at the age of 62 or 63 to now be looking at decades longer life um, is saying something and to go from you know this being 60 kilos heavier to where, where I am now and totally eliminating my chronic diseases before they actually happened before it all ha actually happened well that's got to mean something at least something like give me a 5 or a 10% for that that's all I ask. Uh, give give what I'm trying to advocate here a go. That's my last uh, plea uh, for today. I'll keep on pleading. Uh, yeah, you know, 1% of uh, what you buy, if any of this uh, makes sense to you. But it's not going to make me rich, I know that. But uh, it's there and I won't be um, 93 or 113 saying, oh, I wish I should have um, advocated some of this because hey, uh, I'm 103 and I'm doing fantastic and you know, I don't want to kick myself uh, for not advocating this in, in decades to come. So here I am. Okay, so take it or leave it. Until next time, ciao for now.